G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are reviewing a very uh, hectic round six, previewing the round ahead, talking trades, talking downgrade targets, giving out bogs and flogs. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, joined by the mighty Luke Rogerson. The mighty Luke Rogerson. Thank you, man. That's yeah. a very good intro. The mighty Luke Rogerson. How are you today, mate? I'm going good. What a, a, The weekend's finished and it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. We're recording on a Tuesday, a bit later than normal, obviously. Uh, yeah, we had the the Anzac Day clash today, which was a very good game of footy. It was good. Yeah, it was a good uh, game of footy to finish what's been a chaotic fa- fantasy round. I think yeah. there are a few people um, a few, with some heartbreaking on field yes, scores. A few this people week. very happy to see the end of this <laughs> round yeah, and see definitely. Lockout lift and do their definitely. rage trades. Just realised uh, I'm wearing a jumper too. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I knew I was wearing a jumper. <laughs> What's part of this game? I'm just looking at myself across here. But, I mean, yeah, it drops below 25 degrees in Queensland and we oh, put on a jumper. Ju- jumpers straight we're up here in Queensland. We're a bit soft up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's getting cold. It's getting further along into the season. That means cuddle weather, mate. Rory, that means tackles. Well, Rory Laird. The minute yeah. I see Rory Laird wearing yeah. a jumper, that, that's when I know it's cuddle season. Winter is coolman. Um, but, yeah, just throw the accent in there. <laughs> accent in there. But we're, we're going to reviewing round uh, six. Like we said, there's a lot to talk about, so let's get straight into one of my favourite segments of the uh, round review, and that is Bogs and Flogs. And the winner of the Norm Smith medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Yes, lots of embarrassments we need to talk a, about. We need today. a um, little, little graphic, graphic for that, yeah, don't we, Bogs and Flogs? We do need some, Maybe something Maybe some people like could recommend what, what, the, what a good graphic for Bogs and Flogs would be. Yeah, we should. We should. Be good. Uh, yeah, let us know down in the comments if you've got some good ideas. Um, but first game of the round, Frio vs Bulldogs. Bog, our boy, he's finally put it together an entire game. Marcus Bontempelli, the Bont. Big 148 on your head. Uh, and now his average is 107, and he's he's a good pick all of a sudden. So yeah, he's um yeah it's crazy how the narrative changes, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it it is crazy. He's been disappointing, frustrating so far. Not putting up any poor scores, but just not quite doing the big one. And of course, 148 is just about as big as we can hope for. Um, obviously, yeah, he's he's a great player, and we just want more of that moving forward, Bont. Uh, but well done, mate. You did well. I think the good thing there is that he's been threatening to put up scores like that three or four times yeah. this year. So you, you don't look at it and think that's just... You even put out a, a poll uh, halfway through the game where he was he was well, on 78 and, and people were still not buying it. I hadn't put out a Twitter poll yet, so I just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to you know, put out my first Twitter poll. But yes, and, and the good thing is you don't look at that score now as an outlier because of the fact that he's been threatening to do that for the last sort of six yeah. weeks. So He has the capability to do it and uh, yes, he obviously finally put it through. Who's our flog for the week, Luke? Now, flog for this game, I'm actually going to make a late change. I've got Hayden... Oh. Yo- wait, just let, let, <laughs> oh. me, let me justify, because I've got Hayden Young's name written here. That was just a flinch reaction, wait, wasn't it? Yes, it was just... Uh, it's autofill, unfortunately, for me with Hayden yep. Young. But I'm starting, as I watch more closely, I'm starting to see that it's... It, yes, I'd like to see more thirst from Hayden Young. Yes. But I'm starting to see that there's factors outside of his control that are contributing to his poor scores. He's got a flog he, teammate. Well, he does. And the flog that I'm going to award here is actually Luke Ryan. And yeah. because uh, Frio fans let us know, but 
I think I'd prefer the ball in the hands of Hayden Young. I, I don't too. know why Luke Ryan has a monopoly on the kickouts. I don't know why he wants to kick the ball 45 metres rather Every than time, to, an open, long. to an open Hayden Young. I just... I'm I'm not seeing I'm not seeing what I'm missing. I would want to get the ball in Hayden Young's hands. Yeah, so I think he needs to be a little bit more sharing. Give the ball to maybe your better yeah. younger player and uh you know, both Frio fans hopefully and fantasy uh coaches will be all happy I think and we, uh, yeah. you know, we'll have a better season. Let's right. let's, let's do that. Next I agree. Time. Luke. I agree. Uh Brian, that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh next game, Port Adelaide versus West Coast. Bog, best on ground, Connor Rosie, my vice captain, a big 133 up Why against... Why was he so good for you? Uh, because he was... Obviously, we were going up against each other in the Content Creators Cup. You had snagged a very good uh, VC score I'll with Tim you, English the night before. I slept pretty well on I, Friday night. I was a bit nervous, you know, <laughs> after uh, I sort of had the VC on Tim English for all week and then I sort of went, you know what, I'm going to spice things up and go with Connor Rosie on a round that I think he could have done well and he responded... 133, biggest score of the season. So, you, you were uh, a sneaky bit on stinky ground. on Friday night too, I, I was. Think. Yeah. I was a bit I, dirty. I was like, oh, shit, oh. I've, done, I've, I've messed up here. And really, when we looked at our matchup, we don't have too many players dissimilar. The only thing that was probably going to lose it for you was... Was the VC, yeah. yeah. If, if, so. I, if I picked the shit captain this week, that was going to be the only thing that did me in. So, yeah. Rosie to the rescue got me the uh, the VC that I wanted with a big 133. And for that reason, he's my flog. <laughs> <laughs> I still got him, but I just didn't get him twice. Yeah, yeah you just had the 133. <laughs> I had the two one the Yeah, threes. so unfortunately he, he kind of lost me the match up there. Had I I'm not sure exactly what I lost by. Had he gone like a ninety, would I have uh, you, well, I would have been... then probably not taken his score and gone somewhere True. else. Probably... Um, you would have gone to Chook. No, you didn't Ma- have to. No, I would have gone Marshall, so I would have only just got the 100. So I think I would still have still picked you at the end, but yeah. it would have been a bit closer, obviously. But yes, it uh, was a bit dirty after that English score, but Rosie... Calms my nerves. What about GWS Brisbane? Who GWS Brisbane, um, you know, not too happy about this one. Best on ground, though, is Cogs. He's someone who is uh, he's doing his job. He's um, over 100 averaging player at the moment. Uh, I was hoping that he might get a little bit cheaper for us non-owners, but uh, 125, uh, benefiting a little bit without green there. But uh, he's been pretty consistent, just with a you know a couple of down scores. One sub-80 score against Essendon, but 79, if that's going to be your worst score for the, the first six rounds, that's pretty good. And he is, uh, at the moment, averaging nearly 104 points. So that's about where I had him pegged for the season. So he's doing his thing. Yeah, it looks like he and um, Kelly in particular benefited yeah. from Green's absence, didn't they? Kelly, so- also an honourable mention there. Who's our Definitely. flog for this game, Luke? Now, I I know that a lot of people will be a bit sore, uh, especially if they had to field Wilmot, but I am <laughs> conscious of giving the flog to a rookie. I just think rookies can fluctuate, and it's probably a little bit harsh. This fella, unfortunately, has just underperformed, and the guy I'm going to give it to is Dunks. And it's time to lift Dunks. Yeah, and, and I mentioned on um, anyone who was listening to the uh, Fantasy Fanatics uh, Twitter spaces will have heard me say that the, the thing with Dunks is that he just promised so much. Yeah. Everybody was just locking him away. At- we, we sort of considered him potentially being the number one. He was the number one pick in fantasy drafts. Yeah. He was the guy that we thought could go 115, 118. Um, you know, as a forward, you know, that guy that could... <laughs> what are you doing over here, mate? Trying to squash a bug, We're man. not going to chop block try, yet, mate. Try, <laughs> I'm trying to save your life over here. No, but the thing is, is uh, like I said, he could potentially be the most disappointing fantasy player this year. Not well, dis- based on expectations. Exactly, sure. that's what yeah. I mean. So don't, don't sort of get that twisted, but it's based on the expectation that we all had of him. Um, yeah, interesting. You're not enough. doing anything with it, but yeah, uh, well, he's just, so just be better moving forward. Yeah. And, and Brisbane as a whole, I mean, the troubling thing is here that they won this game, yeah. um, but both he 
Lockie Neal, yep. their midfielders are not scoring very much. So I think there is a distinct change in the game style over in Brisbane as well, which um, was a little bit, uh, you know, out of left field. I don't think many people would have flagged that too much uh, with them this season. Great. What about the grand final rematch, mate? Who was the bog? Yeah, well, not a lot really to report from this one because it was such a smashing again. But best on ground, I'm going to get to Tom Stewart because the fact that he's tunned up in a in a team where you know potentially we flagged the tag threat of Ryan Clark, yep. um, who was named on uh, for that game, you know in a in a smashing where the ball maybe potentially wasn't down their end of the field all that much for him to still be the second highest scorer of the game uh, when uh, obviously a lot of us traded into him the last few weeks. I think that's a good effort from Tommy Stew. Yeah, good call. My flog for this one was it was a little bit hard to find someone, but I, I thought Errol, um, you know, under underperformed based yeah. on what we thought. It's probably a good point to mention. He's, I'm not advocating for trading this guy because I think that would be flinching. I think once you start looking at guys that you potentially picked as keepers on their line, that's when you're flinching yep. and, and your team's going to be one step behind everyone else's team. And the thing is, even though Errol's, I think he's still averaging 80, 80s, 89, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Um, um, I'll just have a look at that one for you. 89. So the good thing about him is the line that he, he comes on. So 89 is what, maybe five, six points behind where... Um, where the, the top sort of six forwards will sit. And uh, interestingly enough as well, like who are you going to? Yeah, Unless exactly. you're going up to code, then yeah, I, I don't know. It's just don't trade that one. But for me, he underperformed. So we'll give him the flog, the flog award. Yeah, yeah. Kick your, your, your season to gear, Errol. Let's, um, let's get you going. We were pretty hot on you in the preseason. So show Definitely. us uh, that our... Show us that 180. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give us one of those ones, hey. Um, Hawthorne versus Adelaide. Best on ground, Rory Laird. 120 uh, was captain for a lot of people this week. And obviously, like we said, cuddle weather. A lot of tackles in this game as well. I think someone said this was the highest tackling, tackling yeah, game of the season so up, far. Yeah. So um, Rory Laird's going to feast in a game like that. So he definitely is someone that we should all be targeting. He is now officially bottomed out in price and slightly moving back up the other way. Um, if he can keep sort of doing those 100 plus, 110 plus games. Uh, so yeah, he is the best on ground for this game. And the flog is someone that a lot of people might trade in this week. Yeah, a highly traded in player. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Chase Jones underperformed, didn't he? And interestingly, when you're sort of trading in a guy like that, you're expecting him to then be that guy that bridges the gap between your rookie price and then being able to go up to an over premium. And I think people who traded him in will be pretty disappointed with him. And he and the other bloke that was mentioned a lot last week, JJ, I think Mm. the difference between those was that from what I saw anyway, JJ's role still looked pretty solid. He looked like a guy that could um, still go to that average that we were hoping of the two of them, whereas um, Chase Jones was a little more disappointing. We've got a guy taking kick-ins, playing off half-back in a team that shares uh, that shares the ball around. He's done that before in that role versus a Chase Jones, who's a young player, put up a couple of good scores, but playing on the wing, um, hasn't done it before in a team like the Crows, who hasn't traditionally been the highest scoring team for wingers especially. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, we were advocates in doing like, a, if you were going to do, I wasn't keen on either of them personally, but we were probably preaching JJ over him, but... There was merit in the pick. He still made $22,000, so he's obviously not lost you any cash. But yeah. I do think, we'll talk about the chopping block later, but a lot of people, um, I think, might be looking to trade him straight back out. Kung Fu Casey is on it. Yes, let's move on to the next one. Carlton versus St. Kilda. Uh, Sammy Walsh is going to get my best on ground. And uh, Do you want to tell your story? Or? Yeah, I'll, well, you told, told on the, the AFL Fantasy Fanatics <laughs> podcast, but I'll tell it this time. Um, I'm, I'm assistant coaching as well as head coaching this year. <laughs> I'm assistant coaching my partner's team 
Team Elite, if anyone sees that team name in the rankings there, uh, that's that's my partner's team. And uh, we, we narrowed it down to two players. We narrowed it down to two players. Sam Walsh was one of them. Yep. And guess who the other player was? It was the Tookster. It was Took Miller. <laughs> and you want to know which one we went? We went bloody Took Miller. Um, obviously, Sam Walsh, and I didn't hear the end of it for the whole weekend. Mate, so basically, he's chewed off. With Sam Walsh going 130 plus, getting 89% or 83%, something like that, CBAs, and, and looking like the. Uh, Fair to say you're in the doghouse, I think, over yeah, that Yes. So the ranking could have looked a lot better had we gone the other way, but he obviously is a guy that has put his hand up to be a point of difference that people might be looking to target. I, I do really like me some Sam Walsh. Definitely. Now, from this game, again, maybe a player that's a little bit harsh to be called the flog here, but um, Crouchy. So yeah. the reason I've put him in as flog status is because anyone who owns him, he's he's a point of difference premium, isn't he? Yes. And we just know how much when you're watching your point of difference premium oh, playing, your whole stressful. week, your whole weekend can hinge on that. We we were doing it with LDU, and uh, and I know there were people out there doing it with Crouch. And I think he put up like a 75, which is yeah. just not going to get it done. For and interestingly, doing that with Steele coming back into the team, yes. um, they won the game as well. I wonder how that's going to impact him moving forward. Obviously, I think he'd be better than this, but... He was doing really well while Steele was out, and I'm not sure how that will affect him moving forward. For sure. Speaking of poor performing pods, we'll uh, we'll save it for the flog. Um, But the next one here is um, Gold Coast versus North Melbourne. Um, Best on ground. I I put Lockie Weller in here. I also want to give a shout-out to um, uh, D-Mac, Darcy McPherson, who's been a great pick for a few astute coaches who have gone that way. And Lockie Weller, who a lot of people were talking about um, for the last few weeks as well, gone up uh, 100,000 and is now averaging 99 points. He put up a huge 133 on the weekend and just took advantage of a lot of waxing going on at the end there when there the was game was... That was... It was uh, the, the, the steam of this game was completely gone. <laughs> it was hard game to watch. <laughs> hey, I very... tuned in for the last quarter and that was tough. Yeah, it was so. not the most competitive finish to the game there, so... Who's our flog from this game? we got floggery all around There's in this game. There's a lot of floggery to choose well, from from this game. Stewie Jews sent somebody to Sheasel early, which, yeah. I mean... Flog. Come yeah, on, mate. Flog behaviour. Six games. He obviously doesn't know that uh, that everyone wants Sheasel to do well. <laughs> and then just the inclusion of Aaron Hall was floggish yeah. behaviour because we Money's all knew... the waters. Well, that's it. We all knew that bringing in Hall was going to stuff us somehow. We didn't quite know how it was going to stuff us, but yep. it did look like at least Sheasel was missing his kick-ins. Yep. And even if the role's still even there. Even if he was in defence. Those kick-ins kick-ins. are worth points. Yes. So, And then our last one, which we sort of alluded to before when we were talking about Crouchy, was the fact that we had to watch our point of difference premium yeah. uh, stink it up, and that's LDU. And I can't... <laughs> I just... It's he has hard. been frustrating me the last few rounds. Well, that, it's hard to it's hard to imagine. We were talking about this that three or four weeks ago we were watching him going. This guy's a gun. Like, he is a he, gun. I stand by it. Um, we, you know, he's he's just looking to take that next step. And in the last couple of weeks, I don't know if he's playing under an injury cloud or well, what's to go. There was a, a, a lengthy period on the bench there. I think if you look at the stats, I, I want to say game, yeah. he's, he was under maybe like sixty or seventy percent time on ground. Um, yeah. I think his ankle was having looked at. I think someone's uh, told me. Um, we'll stay tuned to the injury report there, but yeah. also just the the fact that this game was so it was over by you know halfway through that third quarter um, that the, when the game's not as contested and it's not as a hot a contest there um, he kind of suffers like even the game against like Carlton we were watching that game and the intensity of the North Melbourne squad was so high in that game even though they lost yes you could definitely feel. They were in it more, and they were they were playing faster, playing more aggressive. Whereas the last two games, that's been the total opposite. Yeah. And I think that um, 
if that's the way that North kind of fronts up to these games, it's yeah. going to be a tough run for LDU. So hopefully Clarko can get them turned around. Yeah. I do believe they go back to Melbourne next round. So hopefully being back home can revitalize them. But yeah, LDU, not 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 the best. It's a tough watch. Okay, we had to watch our Tiggies get done by uh, by the Dons last night. But who was your bog? Mate, the bright light for the, the the Tigers this year so far, and for our fantasy team, has been Tim Taranto. And there's been I'm I'm calling them the Big Four. It's been Tim Taranto. It's been Clayton Oliver. It's been Nick Dacos. Yep. And it's been Tim English. So you know, you know what I'm tempted to do. I'm t- tempted to move Toretto into my midfield just so my midfield looks better. Just, oh, so, I, just so I get 100. I'm way ahead of you, mate. He is like my M1 right now. He is, it doesn't um, matter where he sits, but I just want to see 100 in my yeah, midfield. He is, he's just a gun. He's nearly <laughs> averaging 120 and um, just doing it week in, week out. He's yep. one of those four players that is still on the ton run and uh, averaging 117 points. His best game of the year, 138. Um, did it with 10 tackles, 6 marks. And there's a whole bunch of disposals. So, you're a legend, Tim. Keep it going, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It pains me to give this bloke the flog award, but for, just purely from a fantasy perspective, Liam Baker. It was a tough. It was a tough watch, especially for a guy that seemed to be starting to promise so much. I think even yeah. um, even the goat mentioned on his podcast through the he week he was that converted. He was converted. I yes. think Xavier just chipped away at him, chipped away, and eventually be he, careful with that cutlet. Xavier in our ear too much. <laughs> Shout out to Xavier. And so uh, the goat has ticked it off. But um, the thing that I said uh, just before on the the fantasy fanatics pod was that um, that he's just a Swiss Army knife, isn't yeah. he? And the fact that Short was back there, Short and Rioli, the yep. distributors, That's and we've always said Bakes is like. Um, Sellies. He just yeah. fills gaps, doesn't he? He does. So, he does. so yeah, it, unfortunately, if you have him on your team, look, it's a tough one to answer, but he could yeah. come out and do a, what he did two weeks ago next week. It's it's hard to predict. Because so. I pick it an honourable mention there for the flog because I know a few teams yeah. that have him were, um, were and this, finding it difficult and to this watch. this is why I hate those kind of a picks because once you're on, it's very hard to get off because like, like he could come out and kick four, five goals the next round. And yeah. You never tough. know quite what to do there. Last game in today, best on ground. It's Nick Bloody Dacos again. Yeah. Um, just an absolute weapon. One of these days, someone's going to clamp him, but it hasn't happened yet. He's averaging like 38 disposals per game and just looking like an absolute runaway. Uh, I mean, he, he'd have to be the Brownlow favorite right now, wouldn't he? Like, yeah. Surely. Well, you'd have to think so. He's, he's just an absolute weapon. Um, yeah, yeah. And he looks like a real-life gun, a fantasy gun. Uh, I think he's actually pipped... Uh, Clayton Oliver as the second highest averaging player so far. It's um, he's averaging 122. English, English yep. Dacos are now both ahead of Clayton Oliver. That's crazy. It sound he's going to be a million dollars before long. I think he might get there actually next week. It's freakish. Big one. It's freakish. And uh, for this game, my flog is Nick Dacos. <laughs> this this man <laughs> makes me yourself. feel makes me feel impotent as a man. He's I'm <laughs> I'm 28 years old. He's 20. What have I done with my life? Yeah. This uh, I watch this guy and think this guy's 20 years old. What was I doing at 20? We've seen guy, something really incredible here, aren't we? This guy's running around and just making me feel insecure. <laughs> and so that for me is floggish behavior. Nick Dacos. He looks tanned. <laughs> he looks tanned. He's, he's got a great haircut. His, his hair looks good. Yeah. Oh, he oh. just he makes me feel all round insecure and so that's yeah. foolish behaviour. Yeah, no, you can't be doing that, Nick Dacos, especially not on a bloody public holiday when we're just sitting around. Yeah, making me feel bad about myself, Nick. All right. That will do it for the Bogs and Flogs. Let's throw this one up there one more time. And the winner of the Norm Smith medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Yeah, Nick Dacos, you're an embarrassment, mate. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to... But before we get to our news, can we, do, can we review our spicy takes yes. from last week? So, reviewing the spicy takes... 
Let's let's review. What, let's start with yours. What do you remember? What yours oh, were? You got to do the sound grab. Oh, I like actually, hearing the sound grab. All right. All right. Spicy takes on the weekend. <laughs> Heart, heart, heart. Yes. Okay. You actually hit one of yours. Mate, one of my spicy takes was, let me go down and, and check it. <laughs> I said that no fantasy relevant player would be suspended for a sling or dump tackle. Now, t- touch wood, please. <laughs> I hope that the Emirates don't just go and find yeah, some tackle to find some that we have. I don't at this stage feel as though we're going to have any fantasy relevant player suspended. So, yes. spicy take for me, Cal number Ward. one. Cullen Ward doesn't quite... Uh, yeah. He doesn't meet the criteria. No, he's not a fantasy relevant. relevant. So, yes, that's a good one. Um, one that I did not get right. <laughs> My spicy take was LDU bounces back with a 120 plus. <laughs> no. Yeah. How about nearly half that and uh, actually put up his worst score for the season? So, thank you, you LDU, for making that take look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> your, um, your next spicy take got a little bit closer. A little bit closer. So, it was uh, both Butters and Rosie go 110 against the West Coast Eagles. If we counted averages, <laughs> if we. they averaged 110 against the Eagles, then I got there. But Butters unfortunately way. let me down and didn't get the, uh, the 110. But Rosie, you did your job, mate. He did, he did. Um, and my second uh, spicy take for the weekend was that the Ox Shorts would win their first game in the Content Creators Cup. And unfortunately, <laughs> I was met at the rim with a big block. Big by, block. By Mitch Buckets Casey. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I, I come within maybe 50, 60 points or something like that, but couldn't get yeah, over Yeah, like you said, if you had up, come up against, you know, a uh, you know, uh, coach that wasn't quite as dominant as, uh, as, as Mitch <laughs> Mint. You, you could have, you, you, you could have given to charity, mate. I'm a charity <laughs> case at this point. I'm still, I think I'm one of we maybe don't, three players. No, to we don't give it. away for charity over at Mitchman. We're all about <laughs> excellence and just, you know, doing cool. our best thing here. But uh, outside of that, in terms of news for the weekend, um, not a whole lot of news. Basically, the only big news here is the fact that Tuke Miller injured. He's, um, I think, torn his meniscus is the wording. Um, Not sure as to how long he's going to be out. Regardless, though, it's going to be a trade for players who have him in their fantasy team. They've said he's going to be out from the short to medium term. I think it just depends on the type of repair or if it's a repair or a... um, if they actually just go out and take some of the meniscus out, um, will depend on how long he's out for. But regardless, he is a trade. Very unfortunate. Um, I traded him into my Supercoach team. I uh, encouraged uh, my partner Ellie to trade <laughs> him into her fantasy team. Didn't go well. I think the process was fine to bring him in. Um, but it's just one of those things you've got to... You know, the process was fine. The result was was poor. You can't make your trades based on injuries. Exactly. Uh, unless Look, you're looking at a player like an Aaron Hall or something like that. But if you, there's proven track record of like yeah. a reoccurring similar injury, like... But you can't you, you can't pick these yeah, kind of injuries. If, no. Like, no one knew he was going to come out and do his knee Correct. Uh, in that and a, game. And a lot so, of coaches did trade him in, so... Yeah, so he, 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 was a, he was a good trade, I think. Um, but obviously, you're going to have to trade him back out now. He has, unfortunately, lost 45,000 and is sitting at 877,000, so... A um, little bit harder to trade him out than um, before, but Stuff to swallow. he still does have a fair bit of money on his head, so you can get him across as someone decent. Yeah, fair to say you took a hit this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going to go there, but just uh, just throw myself just, an alley, just mate. Throw it up. Maybe you could throw me some more yeah, assists. I won't, I won't block that one next time. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next. Oh, segment here, here we go, Kung Fu Casey. Put your headband on, mate. Tighten it off. Shopping. You still block. haven't sorted a. 
an audio grab for the chopping block. Man, I can't be doing audio grabs for the entire show. Pull your weight next time, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Have a go at these graphics, mate. They don't Actually, make themselves. Yeah, yeah. Your, your head's on that one, mate. That doesn't take five minutes. Yeah, true, true, true. No, you, you've done well. If I'll, there's I'll, anyone I'll... out there that reckons they could recommend a really good sound grab for uh, the chopping block, let us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, sort of think karate theme. That karate theme. I don't know. Yeah. There'd be something good karate out there. Karate some of the ideas we've had from, from people... There's been some good, yeah, good, oh, good ideas. The, the big, big boys. boys originated from a fan. I yeah. can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but that yeah. was a good idea. Uh, but let's go. Chopping block. Number one chopping block guy here I've got is Chase Jones, who was traded in by a lot of guys. But I think that this is a guy that you probably should actually just move on straight away. I don't yep. think this is necessarily the type of player you want don't, in your um, side. The wingers can fluctuate a lot. Don't chase your losses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. Uh, don't chase your losses. Cut bait. Get rid of him, and uh, you might be able to. He's he went up in cash, so that's good. But his break even now is sitting up at forty six. Didn't make that last game, so yeah. um, whilst he has obviously got a little bit of a ceiling, yeah. like a few people have pointed out, he kind of goes as well as Adelaide go, and yeah. um, I think that he, you know, they've got Collingwood next week, so that's a tough matchup it is for, tough. for for them. So I think that. Um, he's someone that you could easily trade out at 500k. You might be able to get a decent return for that. Who else are we chopping? Um, the next guys that we're chopping here are a couple of rookies that are going backwards in price. Darcy Wilmot and Cam McKenzie. I could also throw in an Alvin, uh, an Alwyn Davey into this mix as well, who's only gone up, uh, I think his last one went up 2,000. Um, so these guys are all fat and cash cows that I think you can be getting rid of at this point, whether it's up or down. I think those three are very commonly owned and can easily be traded out. As for the order, I think I um, someone like a Cam McKenzie, if he's on your field, is probably the number one to go and he yep. has the most money on his head. Yep. Um, I think he's fine to go. I think that the other guys hopefully are on your bench, but if a Darcy Wilmot is on your field, the easy move is to go from him to a Chincotta, put Chincotta on your field. I think that's fine. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, is whatever gets you that cash to make the move, I think all three of those guys can go at this point. I think those are fair enough calls. It's um the the next bike that you're gonna talk about here, this for me This could is a be, conversation. It is, it is a conversation. So do you want to kick us off with this conversation? Harry Sheasel. Now it feels dirty saying it, but could we look to trade the GOAT rookie of this season who is still, even with a 40... What did he score? A 47? Do you think it's... 49? What was it? 47? Those... He's still averaging 103. He is. He, like, he is still well and truly a top six defender, top Correct. six forward. But, but, he is... He obviously had that 47. There's talks about a corky in, or a, a, a hip contusion. contusion. Your, your, new, your new favorite word. You haven't just used um, contusion. And uh, he's got a hand injury. He was tagged. He then swung forward. Aaron Hall's in the side. There's a lot of different things going on here with Harry Sheasel. In a time of the year where cash is hard to come by, I myself am finding it very tough to get someone like Cam McKenzie up to a decent um, uh, premium, yep. especially with my team. I've got a lot of defenders and forwards. Um, so I need to start filling out my midfield and those mids are all still around the mid to high 800s, low 900,000. Harry Sheasel is my ticket to get there. I can get him basically to any player in the game. Is it is it crazy to, to think about trading Harry Sheasel who's averaging 103 points? 
Look, it's, it's tough. There's a couple of things to think about. I think something that, that makes me think that it's an option is that we saw what he's sort of capable of scoring when he played in that forward role in the preseason. And it's it's what you would expect from a it's, small forward, yeah. a rookie in a team, which is not 102, no. like he's averaging. And he's now hit that point. He's um, 751,000. And he's hit that point where I think his break-even is 100 now. 102 so basically, right at this point, you're asking yourself, do I think Harry Sheasel can continue to average more than 100 for the duration of the season, or do I see this as the opportunity to move yeah. off and, like you said, go up to a big dog? I, I see this... Look, I'm not again. I'm not advocating for doing this, but I'm yeah. in the we'll, scenario. We'll, we'll definitely touch on this more. I think on Friday's live show we will. as well, when I have more time to think about all of the options. But I just wanted to throw it out there that I don't think it's crazy. There is merit to it. I see um, this being one of those decisions when somebody's standing there with their shiny new Hilux that they said I yeah. traded Sheasel after yeah, round, round six in round seven. I got I, him yeah. at the top of his cash, and I, you know, turned him into a lead or I turned him into whatever. And, but I can also see it going the other way yeah. where you do it and he just comes out and keeps popping 110s and we never hear of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But you the, fade back into the bushes. The thing is, though, you're trading, you, you probably, you're trading him to someone who's really good. Mm-hmm. So if you trade him to someone who's you know like a Clayton Oliver or a Rory Laird, yep. you're not losing points per De- se. Depends you, who he put, you put on the field in replacement for the other guy that you used to get to him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Could but, you but get to him from you, your bench? Say you're getting someone like you're going, um, will, uh, like a Wilmot out so down to a Chincotta. Chincotta comes onto your yeah. field and then he be- and then whatever. Like that might happen. So he's your upgrade. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So yeah. you're not necessarily losing points. It's more just the opportunity cost of you could have done something better. Like you've just kind of sideways. Like if you, if we expect him to do a hundred, basically he's a premium and then it's kind of like sidewaysing a premium. premium. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a waste in that point of view. It is really, where is he going to play? Where is he going to play moving forward? I really is he going to get listen. managed or rested or subbed at any point? Because yeah. remember, he's a first-year player. Yeah. Um, he's 18 years old. so I think it's inevitable that he has a rest at some point. It's just when he has that rest this season. But the I'll be watching... Th- I was just going to say, the yeah. other thing that makes this very interesting is he is 100% owned by people in the top 1,000. Like, Everybody has him. So if he is rested, right. if he is subbed at any point, and you are the player that does trade him out, and you get him to a Clayton Oliver, and if you get him to someone like a Sam Walsh or someone like that, that could be a huge leg up right. on the rest of the field that don't have the balls to do that. Yeah. Um, it's not for the faint of heart, but I just I just wanted to throw it out there that it could potentially be an option. I, I don't know if I'm going to go there yet or not, but I'm, I'm definitely considering it a play. But yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, you know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. But then also, we talk about playing the straight bats. So uh, yes. yeah, yes. I don't know. Okay, what do we got coming up next? What are we? What do we got coming up next? So those are the chopping blocks. It is. Um, it, look, we could also throw some other guys on here. I think like players like a um, uh, Liam Stocker. I think yeah. is a guy that you can look to trade out as well. Um, what about talk to me about Jaden Hunt because. That's a good, yeah, that's yeah, good point. Because here. this is the thing. I've got him in my team. He could be potentially, for me, a stepping stone to someone half decent. He scored 90 on the weekend, but he had 40 of those Saved points in the last quarter. What so do you have, like 23 at halftime or something so like that? So for me, is that a message from the universe saying, hey, he could give you an absolute stinker. So even though he scored a 90 this week, 
is this the time to move off? What's what's his break even? His for break even is forty six. So I think he still now you still start to treat him like the rest of the rookies, right? So if if it's the difference between getting him to someone you really like, yeah. Versus getting like a McKenzie to someone that you're not super happy with, then I would tick off trading a Jaden Hunt. Trading him would would put Chincotta unless I traded him for a defender. Yeah, it would put Chincotta at D six, which is which I think is a lot okay. Of teams be running that. Yeah, so I think that's not not the end of the world. Um, yeah. you know we've got a few loop options at times as well with a few red dots in our defense and forward line. Um, so. I think that's not the end of the world. So I, I would tick off trading him if he gets you to the player that you want to get to um, because it is hard to bridge that gap from those rookies that haven't made enough cash. But if you can still do a solid enough move and keep him on your field and trade the rookies out, I would still probably rather do that. Um, but it is um, I'm very conscious of the fact that it is hard to get those rookies to a premium. Um, so, like, say you haven't got a, a, a Butters, for example. I still think he's a great target for a lot of people to yep. go, and a lot of people probably could get there with their rookies. Um, so I think if you can do a move like that and get rookies off your ground, then, yep, tick that off. But if you're looking for one of those premium midfielders and, um, you know, Hunt is the way to get there, then I think it's okay to move off him. Because, like you said, at any point he can drop a rookie-like score and his cash generation has halted. So he's done a really good job for you so far, but don't get too attached. All right, we're going to look at some trade targets. Some trade targets. Let's, Let's do it. get it going. Who's Looking in, in defense. I've said this guy for the last three weeks now, but Tom Stewart is still a trade target. He's still not getting away from us. 744, so he's starting to go back up. It's starting to get close to the point where you want to start to trade him in now and not later. Yep. Um, but he is definitely someone who's done well for us the last couple of weeks. The guy who's coming back from suspension, Will Day, is also a trade target for me. You think he's going to be amped and ready to go, hey? You would think so. Um, I do. There is something about me that like hesitates about trading back into a guy who's missed a week, even though it is suspension. His break even is still forty six, though. Like he is, go, yeah. he's going to go up more in cash. So if you're going to get him in, it's like this week. Did is, you hold? Uh, no, I've I traded him oh, out. So he's, so he's, he's but not he's in not in side. your plans this week. It's interesting. It's hard for me to still get even that far with the is rookies it, I want to really? get out. Yeah, um, okay. So seven twenty-seven thousand priced at a um, priced at about an 85, 84, 85. So I think he could easily put ten points on top of that. Um, the way he was going prior to being suspended. Yeah. Um, so he is definitely still an option there. Could you get Warple to him? I probably I could do that. If you're foreseeing Day, you know, taking that mid... Well, you know what Warple was scoring like when Day was in there and you hated every second of it. <laughs> it so wasn't a good experience, There were karate it? chops coming out yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's a play. It could definitely be a play. The other thing that I'm also conscious of with a lot of teams and my team included is that our defense and forward lines are starting to fill up, yeah. um, especially if we are considering uh, keeping a Harry Sheasel as well. You know, a lot of people have traded in a Nick Dacos, a Jordan Dawson, a Tom Stewart. Um, we are the suckers that are holding uh, Hayden Young there. A lot of people have a Jack <laughs> Zebel as well. Um, Sheasel, like there's six players right there. Um, so make sure that you're not getting in too many of these defenders um, and that you are balancing your team out. So for me... Um, I'm kind of reserving a spot in my defense and forward line with Sheasel and Zebel for like a Cogs or something like that, who okay. I can see being a top six player in those positions. So just make sure you have a look at your team and how it's all structured out there as well. Now, JJ, we, we had a bit of a discussion about this during the Bulldogs game. Uh, was Friday night, wasn't it? So obviously mm. we, we didn't 
have him. So we were kind of secretly hoping that he didn't go too well. And he really didn't go great. But what we actually acknowledged towards the end of the game was a couple of points. A was that the Bulldogs defenders just weren't scoring at all. Yep. So the game, the particular game wasn't lending itself to defenders scoring. And then the second point was that we thought that the role looked really solid. And that's it's something it. that we've talked about and we know that a lot of people um, talk about the fact is that you're not necessarily always looking for score, but when you're looking to trade in blokes or you're looking to um, hold blokes, you're looking for role. And so I think that um, if you traded in JJ last week, I wouldn't be um, entertaining the thought of moving off him. So he's priced at about 62. I think he can go... Between 75 and 80. So yep. that puts him at about 15 points under price. Which is good at this stage. Which is which is not a bad buy. So I still think that even though he's gone up 40,000 um, since last round, I don't think that it's too late. Now, it might not be the best move moving forward, but I still think that he could potentially come out and do well. The thing I would argue is that could a rookie do something near enough to that? Like, could you just go if you don't have a Chincotta and just do that, and he can basically get close to that. Like uh, Seamus Mitchell, for example, yep. score within three points of him this round. Could you bank a whole bunch of cash and make a serious upgrade next week? And he kind of matches the same output in terms of points on field, potentially. Um, you feel more confident with uh, Jason Johannesson in terms of job security and the you know the, the role security as well. But um, he goes Hawthorne, GWS, Carlton, Adelaide, Gold Coast. Not a bad run. It's not the worst run in the yeah. world. Break and even of yeah. um, what I did also really like. He was taking kick ins. He was taking kick ins, getting the ball back, Nick Dacos style, and yep. doing those not, chain whoa, of handball. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Not quite Nick Dacos style, mate. We're, <laughs> we're up there. <laughs> but he's getting those chain of handballs coming out of the, yeah. the, the defensive fifty, and um, you know if he can if he can get a bit more sort of involved in those waxing sort of. Um, switches and stuff like that, then he could definitely put on a decent score. I yep. just don't necessarily think that he's a guy that if you don't go him, that he's going to really hurt you. Um, so for that reason, he's sort of last in the targets for defenders for me. Midfield targets, who are we looking at, even though they're all pretty expensive at the minute? <laughs> they are. So, you know, Rory Laird is looking like he's bounced, uh, or starting to bounce back up in price. So yep. I think he's a great target. Starting to come into his form. Like we said, winter's coming, cuddle weather. So he's going to be good moving forward. Andrew Brayshaw is someone that I'm watching fall in price as well. A poor uh, man, Sarong. A poor man, Sarong. How weird is that? Scored 99, escaped. He was the one that I was, once you, you made your hot take of no one getting suspended, he was the one that I was like, oh, I don't know. But he escaped suspension with his um, his grab on the ball there. Scored 99. Apparently was maybe carrying a little bit of an injury. I'm not sure if he still is, but had a bit of a lower time on ground. I still think he's going to be fine, though, moving forward. The trouble uh, I, I, I find... So when a when a premium gets injured on a low score, their price dives, but it's got nothing to do with the way that they're playing. It's yep. really it's an easy target, isn't it? It's yep. an easy pickup because you know, okay, it had nothing you know to do. why it's there. So the the yep. thing that I struggle with, and I, I'd really appreciate you know people giving some more insight into this, is is what do you look for in terms of Brayshaw's dropping and there's kind of really not a great deal that everyone can kind of point to. Maybe it's the way Frio are going about things and how do you pick the turning point there? That's kind of my my thinking. If there's an obvious change in role, I guess that's an easy way to pick the turning point. But if you're just looking for a guy who's falling, there's often a, a reason that they're falling. And if it's not due to an injury on a low score, it can kind of be a hard sell in your mind. You can be to... nervous, yeah. I still think that he's a gun player. He's one of yeah. the best in the competition. He is averaging 100.5. 
And sometimes that's just how averages work. Like sometimes, you know, if, if you're going to average 110 for the season, if you're averaging 100 now, that means that from this point on, he might go 115. Yeah. So we just kind of have to not get too caught up in what they're producing right now or the last week or the week before. Maybe look and, for a good run as And just well. look for a good run, look for a good uh, run of fixtures there. So he's got, you know, Brisbane at the Gabba next week. Maybe you hold off one more week, but then he goes Hawthorne at Optus. So he's got a break even at 135. So if it's not this week, he is definitely someone in my in my targets there in the crosshairs <laughs> that is someone that is one of those guys that could potentially be a captain option for you that you know, he's coming down in price below 900,000 now. Um, I do think that eventually he will be a decent buy. Um, Adam Chera is a guy I wanted to highlight. He's a cheaper option. Put up a big score on the weekend, 130. St Kilda let them do what they like. They did, they did. But he is someone that potentially a lot of people were looking at at the start of the season and the preseason. He's a guy who could potentially take a step forward. He's now cheaper than what he started at, 763,000. So he's that like 100K cheaper than a lot of those other guys. I just don't see him taking that step forward, but that's, that's the difficulty for me. He's priced at, what am I looking at here? So he's priced at 763. So he's priced at an 89. Do we see him going potentially mid-90s? I think there's a world he does. Oh, there's definitely a world that he does. It's just, I still don't know if that makes me feel good. Is, is he a keeper in that scenario? Is he a midfielder? No, he's, like he's probably the, not a keeper, but so he's a guy you, that can get you through to the buy round. And like we said, it's difficult to get to those keepers in the midfield at the moment um, from a genuine rookie. So, so I don't so think that's play, necessarily the question. So there's a play there where you, you, you trade to the best that you can get. That's and right. And get it gets you through to the buy round. And then you, when you're in luxury season, you look to... And especially during the buy round, like you say, you've got three trades. So you can, you've got that double down to go you know, one up as well. So oh. the, thing, the thing I like is that his CBAs were up. So uh, the CBAs were up. He was um, third in line behind Sam Walsh and Patrick Cripps. Cripps. He was ahead of a George Hewitt. Um, I don't think was someone like... Um, who's the other guy that gets in there? Kennedy? Kennedy, was, yeah. He wasn't playing, was he? Um, if uh, memory serves me. No, I don't think he's playing. So I wonder if any Blues fans out there can let us know how far away Kennedy is from coming back and if yeah. that's maybe just something you want to... Um, you know, stay across of. But I think that, you know, the stats were going around last year when, you know, one of their guys was injured that he averaged 105 or something like that. So it could be a play. He's got a little bit of upside there, but um, obviously he's, he's definitely not a keeper for yeah. the entire season, but uh, can do it for a little bit of time. Callum Mills is the next bloke we've got on this list. And this guy is going to, if if anything changes with this role and he, oh. for some reason, goes back into a full-time midfield role, everyone's crosshairs are going to be, like be banged. flies on a dog shit in the backyard. <laughs> just gonna, Correct. <laughs> like, just going to jump on him. Just like those flies, mate. We yeah. will be. But the, the problem, I mean, we, we sound like broken records. Sorry, I've just played footsies with you. There. <laughs> That's um, cute, mate. <laughs> the problem with him is that he's just a Swiss army knife and... The fact that it's one of those wasted fantasy pedigree kind of guys, isn't it? You yes. just look at um, Big Horse Longmire and think, mate, you don't know what you're doing to the fantasy community because this guy could be a 115 guy. <laughs> he's shown yeah. he to be a 115 guy. And he's priced at 97. That's like, insane. He's eh? getting well down there. Um, his break-even is still 124, so you don't have to go this week. So... That's the thing is like... You, mate, he could, he could almost get DPP. That's how much they're trending that way around, for round 12. Um the, t- the trouble with these guys is you don't ever want to be first to jump on these guys because the the risk in jumping on first um, 
is that the role doesn't swing. He stays playing a bit more defense, yeah. wing, and he just kind of stays around that 100-ish kind of a guy, and it's not that good of a pick. Versus the upside, he goes crazy, and he, he, he does his 115s or whatever that we know he can do. But if we see that as guys who don't jump, we're just going to get him the next week, and he's not going to go away up in, in a much of price. Yeah. But he is just someone that I'm constantly keeping my eye on. 835000 could get close to maybe that 800 k mark. And at that point, he's a guy that I'm just going to go, roll be damned. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to get him into my side because he's getting that cheap. Um, it's a tricky one, but I'm definitely just keeping my eye on him. Probably not a this-week play. He's coming up against the Giants. Um, I will be definitely watching the CBA numbers very closely, though. Speaking of the Giants, the next bloke on the list you've got there with a big question mark at the end is Perryman. So he played his first game since round one. What do you reckon? So he got concussed in round one on a score of two. So he came in with an enormous break even and lost a whole bunch of money. Went down 48000 He's lost 112000 for the season. So he is now mid-600s in price. Now, again, by no means is he a premium, but if it means getting a McKenzie to a player like him, he's at least getting centre bounce attendances. Yep. Um, he was probably someone who was going to get centre bounce attendances regardless. The tricky thing is, how does Tom Green come in affect him? Yeah, he's got a break-even still of 123 as he well. He uh, Which makes it tough. It, it, he could even feature on this segment um, in a couple of weeks' time, potentially yes. as a guy who's really, really dived to the bottom of his... Uh, bottom of his price, and you could pick up as a guy going the other way. Yeah, so he, he and Callum Mills are probably guys that I'm just kind of flagging that, all right, let's have a look at these guys. They're going to be really cheap for what they can do yeah, uh, keep moving an eye forward. Uh, but again, you know, someone who's getting center bounce attendances, you know, price in the mid-600s is definitely someone that I think we should at least have a conversation yeah. with. That I don't think a lot of people will be looking his way. He scored a 79, so it's definitely not eye-catching, but he is someone that I expect could do maybe... Mid-80s. You can't um, ignore it. Worst. That's the thing. Now, looking at the Fords here, we've got the fellow that we both traded in last week. Oh, actually, I traded in the top two blokes on this list, and it's Zach Butters, and then uh, we'll talk about Jack Zebel yes. in a second. But Butters, you still don't think it's too late there? No, no 712000 yep. so he's gone up 13 k from last week. Perfect. He's primed so for picking, isn't he? He is primed for picking. The, the role was, is there. Yep. He's getting the centre bounces. He scored 88, which is maybe a blessing for those who didn't get on him, but I think he's going to go big next week against a St Kilda team who just gave up a shitload of points to Carlton this last <laughs> they week. They did midfielders too. And I think this game will suit him a little bit more than the West Coast where it was there was no real heat in the game. And, yeah. um, I think he thrives a bit more in those Contest, real congested he? sort of game styles. So I think he will do well against the Saints. Now, I dodged some bullets here with uh, with Jack Zebel bringing yes. him in this week because I, I uh, was contemplating Whitfield, Zebel, and Bakes. Bakes, and I, I left Whitfield pass. I think he scored an 80 or something like that, and I was yep. really tossing up between Bakes and Zebel. And uh, for this round, anyway, I ended up going with Zebel, and, uh, and it, you know, so it far, probably, so good. It probably yep. saved me this round. Yeah. So um, I still think, had his role with Harren Hall coming back in. Yeah, and I think. Taking kick in still. I think the um, the safety that got me over the line to Zebel in the end was just the fact that he's more highly owned in the top 1,000. 1,000, yeah. He's 50% or so. Yeah, so it felt like the most um, straight bat move to me. And even though I'm poorly ranked, I've said this a couple of times now, I'm just looking to play the straight bat as best I can um, and just kind of chip away at it. And I actually made up um, 
almost 10,000 spots in the yeah. ranking. So I couldn't really have gone further down, but I'm still pretty happy to go up 10,000 spots this He's week. price at 87. I think with Aaron Hall in the side, I think I actually don't think it changes his output that much because I think Sheezer was playing the Aaron Hall role of you know seasons past. So yeah, price probably, at 87. Probably doing it better than Aaron Hall too. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> but price at 87, I think there's probably only like, uh, at best... Maybe like seven or eight points of upside there now. Yeah. Um, his DPP is handy, 751,000. It's starting to get a bit up there now, but you could do worse. I I think there's probably better options than other lines that you could yeah. look at, like a Will Day, for example, um, that has a bit of a cheaper price tag and maybe a higher upside. But he is still there as someone that if you, you know, wanted to, you could go there. And then the last guy here, I've just got Cogs. Again, another guy that I'm just sort of eyeing off. The problem is he's going the wrong way in price for just, us non-owners. I just checked and trading McKenzie down to Chincotta and then Hunt up, I fell about 20 grand short of Cogs. Oh, true. Yeah, it's see, I was hoping that he was going to get a bit cheaper than this, but he actually got, went up 26,000. Yeah. He's up at 869, so I think, again, he's probably not presenting much value at this point of the year, so he might be someone that we might have to look at getting in after his buy. Um, actually, I can't remember when the Giants have their buy. Um, when are the Giants? Uh, when's their buy round? The Giants. Round 15, actually. So, yeah, yeah, you might be waiting a little while. But he is just someone that, again, he's definitely top six. So, uh, in my head, I'm kind of saving a spot for him within my side. So, I'm hesitant to trade in any more defenders or forwards because, um, like I said, between those links of Sheasel and Zebel those spots are, are getting pretty full in my side. And I, I, I would imagine a lot of other sides out there as well because the value options have been the Butters, have been the, you know, um, Tom Stewart's, yeah, yeah all those Will Day, Day this, this week. week. Yeah. Like, these kind of guys have been the guys we've been targeting, whereas the midfielders just haven't quite dropped enough. So, hence the dilemma of the uh, the upgrade targets. Agreed. Now, time for some Twitter questions, I think. Who have we, yes, uh, who I'll have, have to just got? pull up the uh, the Twitter questions here because a few guys did answer or ask us some questions on the tweet that I sent out earlier. But let's have a look at them, bringing them now. Okay, who goes first, Luke? Uh, Mackenzie or Cade Chandler? Ask Zach, who is um, ranked in the top 2,000 uh, and finally has a week with no forced trades. So good on you there, nice, Zach. Nice. Ranking well. I'm going to go McKenzie is my initial thought, but I'll I put agree. a caveat on it that I think you actually mentioned when we were talking to the um, the boys over there at um, Fantasy Fanatics was that if going uh, Chandler, who is a tense pinch more expensive than McKenzie, gets yeah, you where you want to go, or then don't hesitate if that's the case. Yeah. I think use the upgrade to determine if you can do the same trade with either player. I'm trading out McKenzie. McKenzie yeah. Chandler versus um, North Melbourne, I think this weekend, should play pretty well. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so I think he's probably a guy that you'd rather on your field. And McKenzie's cash is going the wrong way. Break even at 65. He's... He's made his money. He went he's down this gonna, week, I think. He's not going to make much more. So I think that despite the promise that he shows, you, you cut bait with players like this and yep. get rid of him. Um, Luca wants to know, now are we looking at trading Hayden Young? <laughs> We're always looking at trading <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, now I've, I've 
was nice. I think I was a bit nicer to him this week, and it's Luke Ryan's fault now. So, um, but no, the answer is no because to me that's the definition of flinching. Um, you've got a guy there that can potentially go a hundred if you're uh, looking to get rid of him before you're looking to get rid of a rookie. Then you're just putting yourself behind everyone else. So don't flinch. Keep playing that that rookie kind of downgrade game where you're trying to get the rookies off your field uh, before you start going with those kind of rage trades, so to speak, where you're getting rid of a guy that's. Not doing it for you. Lincoln asks, thoughts on Himmelberg and the <laughs> pastor Fiorini. Didn't the Berg go back for a little bit? He I did s- go I back, but I, but I do believe that he did then go back forward okay. again as well. Who, who so Someone injured flopped. themselves. I think, um, was it Sam Taylor, I think, injured himself. Okay. Um, so I think there's a few questions going there. I just personally think that you can't trust it yet. Um, and yeah. he did score... He did score a decent score of 75 this round, but it was... I think a lot of his scoring was actually in the forward line. Um, Kicked a goal, had a few big marks as well, but I don't think you can trust it yet at this stage. I think as far as Fiorini's concerned as well, you summed it up pretty well when you said if this was the VFL, he'd be your first player pick. I'm I'm kind of backflipping. I was caught a little bit off guard with that question. Um, He's he's, cheap, so took out makes you think about it, do you think? Yeah, I I guess I just didn't realise how cheap he was. He's 523,000, so he's obviously dropped a lot of money. He's dropped 113,000, and yeah, I just... So what's we that know price we can at? score. We what's know we can score. So that's price. Actually, let me have a quick look at that. Five hundred. What did you say he was? Five twenty-three. So he's cheaper than a Jason Johannesson, for example. Um, yeah, that's actually interesting, isn't it? Now because so he is priced at basically sixty-one. He can do a hell of a lot more than that. Well, let's talk. Let's talk scenarios then, because people want to see how it's going to legitimately impact their team. So is he a guy? That you're looking to take because taking one of those fattened rookies to him is really nothing. You're yeah, gonna. I could easily do like a Wilmot down and Mackenzie up, and, and you're probably pocketing some yeah. cash as well for yeah, next week. I think so you're talking about hundred k, you could you could do a Davy down and a Wilmot up, really, um, if you wanted to do that sort do of a you, trade. Do you see that trade burning you? Like, is there is there a scenario where he gets dropped while Took's out? Like with Took out, you think there's you think he's going to hold his spot? You, you would think so. I don't like who who else comes in and and takes that role off him. Like maybe like, we need some Gold Coast people to to flick some comments. We've got some sources in Gold Coast. I might, yeah. might have to ask my source here, but um, <laughs> he fancies himself as part of Team yeah, Awesome. Source big, old uh, old Mitch, <laughs> big inside reporter here. But like if we just. Take a look back. If I bring you back to um, 2021, um, let me read out some Jeez, scores. Jump in the time machine. Uh, let me read out some scores for you from the pastor here. Round 16 versus the Tigers. Who coined him the pastor? When was? He just sounds like a pastor. I think. I think that might have been a traders thing. Um, oh, okay. But 101. Next round, 113. Next round, 109. Next round, 142. 119. 119. 104. That's a no, one. No, it's not. Are that you is no, that is his scores, mate. I'm telling you, 2019. That is a run of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tons in a row. What the fuck? Um, this guy can score when he's given the role and he's given the opportunity. He finds the pill. Absolutely, he is someone who has not been able to find his way into the team very often. Yeah. Um, and sounds like he's going to be finding his way into your team, mate. Why are you talking? Yeah, I mean, I, I lucky kind of Bowles put him on your radar. He did. About he did. An hour ago. And, um, <laughs> and he did. Like I did not realize he was this cheap. We didn't even know his buddy um, playing. So it's. Look, the question is always when a player like Tuke goes down, who's going to be the guy that jumps into consideration? Good you, matchup next week too. The Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for midfielders to score against. Easy pickings. You'd think that someone like... So their main midfield is going to be Raul. Yeah. It's going to be Anderson. Yeah. 
Swallow's a guy that's been going through there yeah. as well. Yeah. Is he then the fourth guy? Because they've been usually running like three big dogs in there and then like a fourth guy going in there at like 40, 50%. You'd want to be confident that he's the fourth or, th- or third guy. Yeah, I'd almost if, rather like the third guy because... Yeah, if he was the fifth guy, you'd be thinking, oh, no, that, that's a or, bit hairy. Or they, do they run like their rookie, what's his name? Um, Who are you thinking is of? It, is it McAndrew or something like that? Um, oh, I'm blanking now. But they had, they had a... a a rookie who came on as a sub last game and actually played really well, kicked a few goals, but he was touted as a bit of a midfielder. It'll be um, one of those interesting Bailey ones. Humphrey is the guy I'm talking about here. Do they, yeah, he do was they a, run was he him the through the midfield? He was the sub. Was the sub week, yeah. um, but he played a bit of midfield in the preseason. It'll be something that I'll be listening and watching closely for what comes out of the Suns this week. I want to yeah. listen to press conferences with the coach. I want to, you know, you know, checking all their it's social probably, media accounts. It's probably accounts, not so. a move you have to make this week. No. His break even 65. 65. You could get a reward by being the first to jump on there, but it also might it, it also might be a disaster. So it, it's something that potentially... I'd, want to wait a week and watch. The thing that tempts me is the fact that he's so easy to get to and, and for my team personally, I'm struggling to find a decent upgrade. Was he... So, in rounds one and two, he played. Was he the sub in those games? Like Who? Uh, Fiorini. Fiorini. 39% time on ground and then 55% time on ground. That sounds like he sub has, territory. He has to have been the sub, yeah. doesn't he? Um, I and so can't with, confirm nor deny. But. With that 39%, there was a 33 in there, 55%, there was a 40 <clears throat> Yeah, there's no questioning his scoring capability in the right role. He's definitely yeah. someone that could find the pill. Um, look, he doesn't do a whole lot else. He's not the most defensive-minded uh, player <laughs> in the world. But, look, he can find the pill and he puts up numbers in the VFL for fun. Um, so, if given the role, he could be an absolutely uh, lights-out pick. You don't think he's past his prime? Hey, you're on fire tonight. That's a few zingers in there. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, look, he's 25 years old. Like, he's not even old. Um, so well, he's, maybe he's not. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's right in the thick of it. So, very interesting one. I'm going to be listening in to see what the Gold Coast Suns are talking about yeah. with how they're going to cover uh, Fiorini, monitor what their team looks like on that Thursday night and, yeah. and who comes in or who doesn't come in for that side. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it could be a very, very good pick. Um, it could also be a disaster. So, big boom or bust pick there. Any other Twitter questions for us? I'm uh, going back to the Twitter questions. If I find... Um, I just got out of that to find whatever I was looking at before. Um, the next one here, is Sam Walsh a good point of difference? And I say yes. He is a good point of difference. Yeah, just ask Ellie downstairs. She'll yeah, tell you as well. No, is, is he someone that, like, say you had the unfortunate uh, circumstance of trading in a... I, um, to Camilla, would you go straight go over to uh, Sam Walsh. Walsh as a bit of a point difference? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think, could. Off. I think he's a guy that has the capability to be like a 110, 115 averaging player for stretches. And as a point of difference, that's exactly what you want. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I think that is good. Um, what do you do with Took? Like, we just talk a bit more broadly now. James wants to know, like, is it worth going down to like a cheaper premium, like say you didn't have a Butters or if you didn't oh, okay. have one of those cheaper guys and get a rookie or a mid-pricer up? It depends who you can get up, doesn't it? I think that is a play if, you, if you're really happy Real with day. the person that you get up. So yeah, so like let's say took, um, took and a rookie out to Butters and Will Day. Like That would be, I'd, I'd be very happy with that. that. Like that I think would be good. Um, 
That's I guess that's a little bit like what I did with with Green this week, wasn't yes. it? Um, you yeah. got a premium down to a to an underperforming premium, so I think that's all right. The other, I mean, I guess it just depends who you're bringing in. It depends like, what your team looks like as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's it's a play. I think if you can pull that off and you're confident with the two guys you're bringing in, then I like that the most. Yeah. If you're kind of trying to force it and you're bringing in players that you're just not too sure about and you're not confident with, then the the safe play might just to be a go across to another really good premium player. Yeah. Um, use another trade to do a rookie downgrade. Maybe hold a bit of cash so you can get a big trade the next week. It's and like I said before, it depends what your team looks like. So for example, you were talking about the the forwards in the mid starting to fill up. So let's say you held Will Day. Let's Let's say you've got butters in and your priority area is, is the midfield, midfield, then for me, I'm just doing the, the two probably it's hard. straight it's across. It's so hard to, to get anyone in a midfield that's cheap enough that you're confident enough to hold through to the end of the buys. So, um, but, but with two, you probably can. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying like you, could, you, straight across. you don't want to do like a down to a cheaper midfielder, like a, no, 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 like no. a Perryman or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just go straight across in that yeah, situation. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. All right, let's go one more question okay, here. Um, 500k, so 500k with Grundy and Warner. Does that mean 500k in the bank? Because that's a... That's a it's a lot of money. What? <laughs> uh, should I raise, trade, or upgrade? I think you're trading Grundy. To English. To English, who is now over a million dollars. So um, what's that cost you? That's let's have a look at Grundy. What is so like Grundy t- now? 250K or something. Like um, Grundy is 807,000, so that's going to cost you 200,000. Yeah. So you've got still 300K left over. Um, you got Chad Warner there. I'd still be doing a rookie upgrade if I was... And just hold. Oh, okay. Chad hold Chad Warner. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, don't don't trade Warner. You're gonna. So three hundred k on top of like a Mid-time. Cam McKenzie. What's that? Get that you? gets you up to someone in the like that gets you to a Will Butters. Day. A Will Day as well. Um, it could get you to a Butters. Gets you to Butters. Um, so I'd be more interested in doing something like that than trading. Uh, worn up to a, a better premium mid, I think. Yeah. Um, get those rookies off the field. <laughs> 500k in the bank. That's Mate, monstrous. Living that luxury life. Yeah, wow. Okay, share but, some of that money. But yeah, definitely get off Grundy, I think, because we've obviously seen all we need to see in terms of how he looks with Gorn in the side, and it's it's not pretty. So Yeah, correct. Get up to English. You know, you're paying a lot of money now. Um, uh, yeah, but I think that that's, because you've got so much cash left over, you, you can still do an upgrade with that. So yep. yeah, that will do it. Yeah, before we wrap up, um, just another shout-out to um, the Content Creators Cup. Obviously, you knocked me off this weekend, but um, keep in mind that with the Content Creators Cup, that um, is a an idea by uh, Guesty. He's trying to get some money to charity there at the end, so the winner, yeah, I infinite think... Infinite Wealth. Yeah, Infinite Wealth, his company, and... Uh, He's give, actually doing a bit of a promo at the moment, um, yep. giving people some good financial advice. Uh, I think he's... If I'm not he's given mistaken, us some financial advice, I think. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's given um, those people who are keen to jump on. Um, I'm probably butchering this, but go over to his website. There's an AFL fantasy uh, link somewhere that you can get um, some advice and some uh, workshops from him for free that normally you'd have to pay a lot of money for. So, um, if, if you want a, a better explanation of that, go <laughs> check out. You, you're butchering that for sure. Guesty's guest sitting there thinking, Mitch has got no what idea what's hell? going on. Go Just over go to listen, his website. Yeah, go to the website, listen to the AFL Fantasy Fanatics uh, latest podcast. He explains it much better than I just did. Uh, but it's all for a good cause as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, charity the, at the end the, of the, the day, which is cool. Cup as well. So, I'm tracking all right over there. You're might, doing well, mate. I see if I, I'm biding my time. Um, had a shocking yeah, round. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to pounce later on, hey? Uh, but yeah, yeah, shout out to those boys. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys on the Friday live show. We're getting back to some regular 
timed shows, I think. I think it's a regular yeah, 7.50 St. Kilda versus Port Adelaide. So we'll probably kick off you know, around that 5 o'clock mark where the, the teams are dropped for the Sunday. So check us out then, mate. Yeah. Well, Anything else out before we sign off? No, nah, past my bedtime, mate. I'm going to be in the doghouse when I go back next door. So we better right. wrap it up, eh? Yeah, let's call it a night there, guys. Make sure you guys hit those thumbs up. Subscribe if you're over on YouTube and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you oh, guys <laughs> next time. You got to sign us out there, Luke? No, nah, mate. Give us a sec. <laughs> All right. Catch you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.